Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. We are celebrating a young lady. Her name is Ntadi Mahalimela. She's on the line. Hey, Ntadi. Hi, Tommy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. That song, by the way, was dedicated to you because you are definitely <laughs> Miss Independent, girl. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> now, you help women live more intentional lives. Please explain to us how you do that. Uh, thank you so much for the invite. Um, you know, it's, it's an incredible time. Um, to be celebrated um, by the Ndombi Meso. Um, and I help women lead more intentional lives by, um, you know, providing tools and resources, um, developing conversations around the idea that just because this is a life that you have or this is the situation that you find yourself in does not mean that you cannot, you know, create, draft, edit your life according to what you need. Yeah. Um, and so I do that in my work and career in network marketing. And I also do that in my work with Boss Plus One as well. So it's all about how to live more intentional, not accepting what you have, mm. but but creating what you are dreaming or imagining. Your purpose is to assist women explore many ways of increasing their income. Why is money so important to you? And what do you think it does to a woman's confidence as well as an outlook on life from what you've observed? Yes, yes. Um, So money, you know, first of all, I think a lot of times women are forced not to have the conversation around money. Um, Money becomes a dirty word in society. Mm. Money becomes a dirty word in our circles. Um, And I think that it becomes a dirty word because if women are not speaking about it, then other people have control over the, the, the woman. And so for me, I said, no, no, no. We have to speak about money because we are not in a position where we can afford not to. You know, we are far too um, too far behind, you know, from our counterparts to not speak about money. So that's something I'm very intentional about. I've been thinking about money for years, mm. about women making money, um, you know, more than anything. And so I feel that when a woman makes money, she can then live a life of intention, right? Yeah. You can still, um, you know, be in with a partner. You can still be married. You can still um, do whatever it is that you desire, but also understand that once you have money, you also have control over your life. You also have control of the community, right? Not control, but you're able to contribute mm. to the community. And mm. I always say that nothing bad happens. Um, nothing bad happens when women make more money because, um, you know, women take their money, A, to their home, yeah. so that means that raising their children, and B, to the community, so that means that bettering the community at large. And so I feel that women definitely should be paid. You should be, um, you know, on a, on a mission to make more income. You should be on a mission to get your own money um, because then you can decide to be in situations because you truly love being in that situation. You love being in that friendship. You love being in that marriage. You love being um, working where you're working because um, you don't have to stay. You know, you are truly enjoying what you're doing. And that is the confidence that comes with knowing that you've got your own back. I'm glad you mentioned that because there was this big story about Kanyimbao leaving her 
partner in Dubai and everybody was talking about how it's so important to have money so that if you find yourself as a woman in a situation that's uncomfortable, that you don't feel anymore, you can just leave. An example, catch a plane back to South Africa from Dubai and continue uh, continue life as as if nothing happened. And so I'm so glad that you that you mentioned you mentioned that. But now the pandemic hits. Right. And everybody is financially affected by it. How are women coping financially during the pandemic? And what has your experience um, been and how have you seen women navigate this pandemic financially? Yeah, um, you know, there are there are certain skills, and I think that these skills are um, cross, cross um, you know, different genders. It's not just for um, women, but I think that what the pandemic did is it highlighted that, A, you can't have all your eggs in one um, basket, so that is true. And so, unfortunately, in, like, our industry, you know, which is the network marketing industry, our industry grew because of... Um, the pandemic, right? Mm. So in terms of income, we were quite um, in a good space because people were looking for additional income. But um, there are other skills that women decided. You know, I see a lot of people on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook. Um, they're going out there and saying, monetizing their voice, monetizing their stories. You know, they're creating events that they are able to get income from. They're creating products. Mm. from what they were already doing. So what the um, pandemic has done is sort of brought an urgency on what people were already doing. It's just that they now had to view it in a different lens, you know. And um, people were selling when, you know, they have never sold anything in their lives. Why? Because we also understood um, that I saw a lot of inter-community um, exchange of money, meaning that I would rather go to uh, a friend of mine who supplies the same thing as a big retail market. Mm. So even though my friend is a little bit more expensive, I understand that during this time she needs me more than the retail yeah. market because the retail can mass produce, right? Yeah. And so it's, so my friend is not in a position to mass produce. So I saw a lot of small female-led businesses also beginning to thrive um, and having a voice because we understood that the fastest way um, that we everybody's going to get out of the hot water is circulating the money within us. Mm. And so there were a lot of groups that were formed during that time. There were a lot of um, where people would say, advertise your business, sell something. And we were buying from that, you know. And so um, a lot of um, that happened during the pandemic. And I'm glad it happened because it sort of stripped the band-aid, you know. Um, things that would have taken another five, six, eight years um, was now urgent. You began your career, Ntati, as an architecture and you switched to marketing, direct sales to be exact. Why the switch? And also, uh, how important is it for one not to be rigid and stuck in one place, especially as a woman? <laughs> um, you know, the switch happened It happened quite a few years ago, but um, what I, I did is I was very clear on the life that I wanted to live and and I think that a lot of times we get the signs that this this is an incredible profession. I loved architecture. I loved being an architect. I loved, I was lecturing, you know, I really loved it. But I looked at my mentors in the industry. I looked at the, you know, the people who were thriving in our industry. And I understood that they were the exception, not the rule, mm. meaning that um, unless I worked, you know, so hard, didn't have any social life, that's the only way you would become the top of the top or the best of the best in your industry. And so I looked at that and I said, the average 
person in this industry does not live the life that I want to live. And I had to go out and develop new skills. I had to go out there and develop skills that were not going to become redundant. You know, I look back at the pandemic, I say, how many people were selling? How many people need an entrepreneur during the pandemic? A lot, millions. But how many people needed an architect? I don't know, right? Mm. And so I looked at that and I said, I'm not going to be someone in my 40s and 50s with not a diverse skill set. And so I plunged. I went in. I didn't have a child at the time. And I think that was the best time to do it. (laughs) Um, And that's why I switched. I switched because I was afraid of not knowing how to get myself out of many situations and not living the life that I desired. Yeah. Now, you own a company called Boss Plus One. The the name is quite interesting. Please explain <laughs> where Boss Plus One comes from. Yeah. So, Boss Plus One came about, I had just given birth, um, and I'm a full-time entrepreneur, full-time self-employed, um, and I had just given birth, and I had this plus one, um, which was a girl, <laughs> a little girl. And you know, at the time, I had um, postpartum depression. It was undiagnosed. So I didn't know that I had postpartum depression. Um, and so I was like, why am I not able to be, still be a boss and be a mom? Mm. And it was just too much pressure at the time. But I said, okay, cool, I'm going to create a brand. It used to be um, Boss Day Plus One. And I just said, okay, let's just go Boss Plus One. For every person who is, um, you know, a mom, an entrepreneur who wants to live, still live an intentional life and um, how to create that life around your plus one. So that was the, the whole concept of the name. It was fun, it was quick, it was quirky and it, and it sticks. So that's why it's there. <laughs> and what are some of the challenges that you've had to overcome as an entrepreneur that has a plus one, your daughter, in the marketing space? Because, I mean, being a mom is a full-time job and now you are living this life where you're a boss and you run a business how i'm sure there were challenges there right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah there was uh, a lot of challenges i i actually went through i think it was like 18 months of just pure depression you know um because it Besides the challenges of cash flow and income, there were also challenges of identity. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I identified myself as a hardworking person, as this, as this, as that. And I thought that, you know, um, I'll bring someone in and it will just flow with it. And no, that did not happen. You know, she had her own agenda. <laughs> life had its own agenda. And it took me a good one and a half years. To come out on the fight again, you know, um, and so the challenges were support, right? Yeah. Because um, a lot of people think that as an entrepreneur, um, you need and with a new baby, you would need a nanny, this, 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 which I had at my disposal. But the actual help that I needed was, hey, my business was sinking, mm. and my mind isn't here to save it. And so I wish, you know, I had support in business, right? In in actual infrastructure, you know, personnel that could help keep things afloat. That was one of the supports, you know. Um, The challenges was because I am the one who brings in the bread and butter, because uh, my voice, my talents, how I speak, who I speak to is what brings the revenue. And now when I don't feel like speaking for months or days, Mm. what happens then, right? When I don't feel like, um, you know, coming out on the other side, what happens then? And so those were the challenges that um, I had in the beginning. And until I sat myself down and said, listen, the person that you were before baby is gone. Yeah. The life that you had is 
gone. This is an opportunity for you to recreate and imagine a completely new life for yourself. Um, and that only happened on my baby was about a year and a half to two. My goodness, my goodness. Thank you, Tati, for being so honest because a lot of people feel there's some sort of shame that comes with not figuring things out immediately after baby arrives. Uh, we are I don't know who told us this, but someone said that we should know the answers and we should be fine, <laughs> we need to snap back and all will be well the minute we hold our baby and we look at them, it, it, we wow. look at their beautiful eyes. But that is not the reality. And I'm so wow. glad that you are honest about your experience and you are honest about your story. For women that are interested in living intentional lives, women that want to, you know, have a diverse income stream and want to tap into your business, women that want to plan their year or plan their lives, how can they get you on board so you can assist them? Give us contact details, social media, the whole bit. Okay. So um, I have... um a page on Instagram at Ntati underscore Makalimela, um, Facebook Ntati Makalimela, and Instagram as well. I have my Boss Plus One, um, you know, page which is at Boss Plus Numerical One. Um, so they're able to see all the work that we do there. And so I just wanted to explain um, what I do. So I'm a full-time network marketer, mm. um, and the reason why I love the industry because um, a lot of people have access to it. So anyone can come in and make an income. And with that income, I'm able to build other businesses. And that's what I do, right? Because yeah. I feel that um, we don't always have funding. We're not always funding ready. And I, I don't want to be a woman who says, that's the Akna Mali. Mm. People are not giving us money. You know, I can't start my business because Akna Mali. No, mm. no, no. Start yeah. with the low-hanging fruit. Go sell something. Build that revenue and, you know, plunge it in something else. And so I, I, I want people to think past their problems. And so with those spaces, you'd be able to see someone who is doing that and helping other, other women do that as well. And then my contact details, I have a very active WhatsApp business is 072-968-6732. Repeat that number again, Tati. 072-968-6732. Thank you so much. Radio 2000 Podcast.